Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Oh my gosh, hey, Challen. You know what is two days from now? My period. <laughs> <laughs> no, two days from now is the next Out on the Lanai live show. Shut up. Yes, it is happening this upcoming Thursday, March 16th at 7 o'clock p.m. at our home at the Nerdist Showroom at Meltdown Comics here in Los Angeles. We're going to be talking about 72 hours. We're going to have Alaska Thunderfuck there from oh. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, oh. the winner. And... We're going to have a raffle. We're going to raffle off some really amazing prizes, including some original yeah. Golden Girls artwork. Mm. And all ticket and raffle proceeds will benefit the senior services provided by the LGBT Center at Triangle Square. It is such a great cause. We hope that if you guys are here, you will join us. You can go to outonthelanai.com slash live to buy your ticket. You know, oh. I, I, I think I might be busy, but I'm totally going to cancel. I'm just going to cancel everything and go, you know. Are you scared? Kind of need a co-host. Do you? Yes, I, okay. I need a co-host. But you fly solo. I mean, oh my I just, god! I Are you okay. kidding me? I'll cancel. It's not a big deal. It was a Tinder thing. It's not a big deal. Please, God, uh, God, you guys. And if you, well, if you were there gonna would be, be mutiny on your hands if you did not appear for a no, live show. No, people would know it's because of my social anxiety. Mm. Um, but uh, if you guys can't come to the show, like I was not going to, but I was gonna be on Tinder day. But uh, you can go to outofthelanai.com/live and you can donate to the LGBT center there and you really should because this is a great organization and they do so much great work especially for the Los Angeles LGBT community and, and, they and the, the senior community. And they were the nation's first affordable housing for the LGBT yeah. Yeah, community. Yeah, and that's something that's going to be such a huge, huge issue in the next few years especially as the LGBT baby boomers who had been robbed of social security for years because of marriage inequality um, will be needing housing assistance as they get into their senior years and so this is a really great cause. So please go to outamalanai.com slash live to donate or to buy tickets for the show in two days. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2017. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I am a Shaha Alan Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then we talk about it. We just watched season five, episode 12, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which aired on December 16th, 1989, and is the episode where the girls go to a church to volunteer to feed the needy and Stan is there. <laughs> you just basically summed up. That's it, guys. That's been the podcast. What's your golden takeaway? <laughs> My golden takeaway is this episode was Well, it's interesting because elaborate. that's like the second half of the episode. The first half of the episode is yeah. about how Rose gives crappy gifts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's actually, I don't mind this episode. I kind of like it. It's funny because, you know, it's we're in March and I I love, feel Christmassy I, all yeah, year long. I, I actually love Christmas content. I do too. I love I love Christmas. I love the songs. I love the 
Christmas lights. I love the warm feeling. I love the movies. Mm, I do love the movies. I love the television shows, especially. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Christmas music necessarily. Certain stuff, um, but uh, yeah, I love I love Christmas entertainment. It was it was nice to like feel Christmassy for a yeah. half hour. Like I kind of wanted to like at one point rose baked cookies, and I was like, I would. I, mm, I want a Christmas cookie. Cookies right I know now. it made me it did make me want to like snack on things, but I've gotten so fat that I can't. <laughs> I, you know how I feel every time you say this. I say that I disagree. I think you look great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't see my dick. No, I have. I can. I have to look. I have to go up and around. You go up and around. Yes. You have to pull a mirror. Out. What's happening down there? That's, I don't Put the know. mirror on the floor. Yeah. I did like how um, <laughs> when the episode opened after the theme song, when it played that sort of intro transitional yeah, the, the, music, the jingle bells. Yeah, it had ding, like ding, sleigh ding, bells ding, playing. Ding. Wait, that sounded like a racist thing. Ooh. I just did. Mm. <laughs> Take that Ooh. back, guys. This isn't the episode where there's the Japanese gardener. <laughs> I'm making it worse. I need to stop. Sometimes I just like to look at you to just see what you keep what you'll keep saying. Um, oh God! I their their house was. I loved their giant Christmas tree and their stockings hung, which made me realize table, like, the coffee table decoration of, of of ornaments, ornaments, ornaments. It was nice. Just that Christmas what a hard word. Feel. Ornaments, ornaments, ornaments. Yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> I also love. Love Dorothy's hair in this mm. episode. Yeah, she's growing it out. It, she's growing it out. It's got yeah. some volume to it. Oof. It's gorgeous. It's like a Tresemme commercial. It is it is like a Tresemme. Ooh la la Tresemme. <laughs> she looked absolutely amazing. Um, what would Dorothy's line in a Tresemme commercial be? <laughs> like what would her like slogan be? You know how they have like, I'm done washing my hair. I feel like Dorothy's line would be like, it might look messy. But it's strong. Yeah. <laughs> Messy but strong. The Dorothy style. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Her hair was, that's probably like peak Dorothy hair for me. Yeah. So Dorothy comes home and she is just like, oh, I can't. I actually, it's a funny setup she does. She talks about like fighting someone to the ground for like a gift. And she's complaining about how it's become so materialized. Christmas has it's become so materialized. And like, it's just about gifts and it's no longer about the meaning of the season. And then she says, she's like, I, someone actually wrestled someone mm-hmm. to the ground for a gift. She's like. But I got it. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. It was was great. I ruined that quote, but it was good. I I do remember, you know, growing up uh, that there were toys that, um, you know, the Furbies. uh, Tickle Me Elmo was a little bit later. That was more for my little brother. I never had any of that. I never. I I was never that. dolls. See, all those things. I was never that kid. I never. Probably because we were so poor. But, like, we never had any of, like the big gifts of the season. Mm-hmm. Like it was never something that we clamored for even like it wasn't, it wasn't a huge, I can't, I can't believe I just said clamored for <laughs> <laughs> We were clamoring for it. No, but we, the only one that I can remember that maybe I got was the Pee Wee Herman doll. The pool, Ooh, yeah. The pool toy <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That, um, yeah, but besides that, no, we mainly made our we made our stuff. That's adorable. It's, That's really sweet. I love poor. homemade gifts. Well, my grandma, I think I've told this before, but my grandma made a homemade cabbage patch doll because we were so poor. <gasps> and she took it literally and gave him a dick and balls. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, Dorothy has a great joke where she's talking about how um, 
like back in the day, her like grandmother or something gave her soap in the shape of the seven dwarfs. And she's like, <laughs> after a couple of baths, they look like seven suppositories. <laughs> 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 and I oh. love it. I love that she, as an adult, recalls that they looked like something that, you know, because you only identify. You stick up your butt. Yeah, but she wouldn't have known about that as a child. So I just love that she remembers what they looked like. Um, I also, uh, I, I had a problem with the women in this episode because. Really? That's surprising. You so never have problems. It's so hot. Out- Shut up. It's so hot outside <laughs> that. The, they, the women don't want to go to the mall and they yeah. all decide that they're going to do like a not so secret Santa where they basically yeah. pull e- names out of hats for each other and they're yes. just going to buy one gift for that person. It is two days before Christmas. None yeah. of these women have gotten any of their shopping done. I know. I know. I'm, you know, I have to admit, I'm kind of like that. I don't, oh. I don't buy gifts. I'm not, I don't like, I don't like giving gifts. I like giving gifts at random moments, like mm-hmm. as, as like little things like, oh, I was thinking of you and I saw this. I don't like being forced to give a gift. I don't like uh, birthday gifts, Christmas gifts, all those things. I'm like, I'm your gift, bitch. Like, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And people are like, take it back. Do you have the receipt? Oh, no. (laughs) Sometimes. But I'm just surprised that all four women are... Struggling this or, year or, with or, getting... Or no, are just are last-minute shoppers. Well, they're not going they home. They don't strike me as last-minute shoppers. Really? You think they're like September shoppers? No, but two days before Christmas? That is that is cutting it very close. And you're talking like they have to buy at least for each other, you know? That's, yeah. I don't know. That yeah. just seemed very strange to me. So they all sit around the table picking names out of hats. <laughs> this and is a great bit. Also, the women... Without Rose there, they'll talk about how none of them want to get Rose because she's such a crappy gift giver. Yeah, yeah. And they sit around the table picking names out of a hat. Mm-hmm. And poor Rose, who's just sitting there. She has no clue. No clue what's going on. Blanche picks Dorothy's name and Dorothy's like, yes, 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 yes. And she's acting all excited. And, and, and yeah. Rose's eyes are getting wide. Like, she's getting excited, too. And then yeah. Dorothy picks Sophia and they high five. Which and is they really laugh fun. And they cheer. And Rose is like, oh, this is so great. And Yeah. And, and then, then Rose picks yeah. herself. Yeah. And and she, her comment is, thank God I don't have to buy a gift for myself. I'm so hard to shop for. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. So It winds up that, that... Her and Blanche get each other. Yeah. Um, but then you made a good point. You were like, who did Sophia get? Yeah. I mean, does Sophia and Dorothy just I guess, get each other I guess it's gifts? like if you pick the because name... Because Blanche picked Dorothy, Dorothy. And then Dorothy picked Sophia. And Rose then... That means there would have been... Rose... Couldn't Rose have also picked She also Dorothy? could have picked Sophia. No. No, wait. No. Blanche picked Dorothy. Dorothy picked Sophia. So Dorothy, Sophia. No, that doesn't make sense because then it just leaves. That hurt my head. But but Sophia didn't pick one, right? No, she didn't. But in the end, I guess if it's all three are picked, then obviously you know what's going to happen. Wait a second. How does this work? <laughs> I know. It's really confusing. Blanche picked Dorothy. Yes. Dorothy gets Sophia. Yeah. So Sophia didn't pick. So Sophia should have picked between Rose and Blanche? Well, we don't know because we don't know. Like Rose picked herself. but that, Are we like missing math? But here? that means then Rose, Rose is picking herself. If, if it's only Rose and Dorothy in the, in the thing, then, and Rose can't pick herself, then that means Rose gets a gift for Blanche because Blanche hasn't been picked yet. 
But Sophia doesn't pick anybody. How does that work? What are we missing? I don't know. I don't know. You guys, can, someone else needs to figure this out. Because wait, wait. So Blanche picks Dory. Oh, Doy. Sophia gets Rose. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. That makes How sense. How did we not get that? I mean, look, I know dumb. it's a little late in the day, but wow. <laughs> I guarantee you there are people screaming it in their cars right now. <laughs> like it's... <laughs> Telling us how fucking stupid we are. No, it's just we're creatives. We don't think Guys, like I'm this. Guys, I'm so sorry. But so that Chris, was really hard for me. It was hard for me too. Christmas Day comes and and they're all sort of you know around. Like first, Sophia's pissed that Phil got her dental floss, which is a shitty gift. Yeah, practical, that's a shitty but gift. shitty. It's like people who give out like boxes of raisins at Halloween. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween raisins. I'm just kidding. I don't and care. And then it turns out Rose gets Blanche a really nice gift where she's all like skeptical and scared and 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 it's a beautiful blouse and Blanche is like It is a like, blouse which by the way she totally wore in the last episode. She wore in the it's last a gold episode. Silk blouse, but yeah, it's very beautiful. Um and she is. She loves it. And um, and then well, and then Rose says Blanche is supposed to so surprised by this. And Rose says Dorothy suggested I get you something she crotchless. Said you'd like something crotchless. Yeah, yeah, which is so funny. Also, Rose calls a snow globe a snowball. <laughs> None of the women correct her because she gets a snow globe and she calls it a snowball. Snowball. But there's a bunch of snowballs and the joke is that it's all snow in so in yeah, Saint Olaf no, at that but, time. but yeah, but that's the joke. The joke yeah. isn't that she calls it a snowball. <laughs> um, and she made cookies uh, because she couldn't find the which is probably I, that made me want to have a cookie. Oh, uh, yes, Rose so made. made me, I know. I was I bet like Rose oh, is a Christmas great baker. cookies burning. But they weren't Christmas like cookies. A cinnamon candle. They were July 4th cookies cuz she couldn't find the Christmas the cookie Christmas cutters, things. The and then CCCs. Sophia has a really topical joke that gets an applause. Yeah. Like it's an applause break. So she Sophia's eating a, uh, an American flag cookie. Yes. And Sophia says, um, I wonder how George, I wonder where president Bush stands on eating the flag. Now I, just to give some reference for why that got such a reaction during the show, it was because 1989 Supreme court case, Johnson versus Texas, the Supreme court ruled very controversially that it is within our first amendment's rights as a Americans to burn the flag and then the and then President Bush who had just just been elected like he wasn't even inaugurated yet guys he was going to be inaugurated he had just won the election by quite a bit um he made a big deal about uh that there should be a constitutional amendment allowing or or saying that you can't burn the flag and Democrats having lost horribly Whoa, someone outside. Yeah. Having lost horribly during the election, um, sort of rallied behind it and supported it. And it went to the Supreme Court again. The new law that that the House passed went to the Supreme Court again. And the Supreme Court again was like in a 5-4 decision was like, nope, it's a, you, they, people can do it. It's a First wow. Amendment right. And it was sort of just like a dead issue. And it became more of a controversy because then Trump this last year tweeted something saying it should be illegal mm-hmm. and you should be like, barred citizenship yeah, or in jail for a year yeah. like it's a whole thing so flag burning is a big deal and sophia pulse finger on the pulse finger sophia on the pulse yeah it was yeah it was a it did. and that's it your history lesson joke. with h allen thank you it's been a while <laughs> since you've given us a good history lesson yeah. um so uh so the women have opened their presents they're all very happy again made me feel warm and tingly inside because i just love i like because they're in their pajamas and in their robes and like christmas morning is so nice where you make breakfast and you drink your coffee and that's Rose, not my christmas morning 
What is your Christmas morning? We sleep in. We talk a little bit. We watch some TV, drink lots of coffee. Usually there's a fight. And then everyone's like, so should we eat something? And then does somebody cook or do you go out for food? We usually go out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're all it adults. It still sounds nice. No. no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Rose says she's going to um, volunteer. She's going to go down to the church uh, to help volunteer because they're going to serve dinner so great. to the homeless. Yeah. Um, Which is not as easy as you would think in modern day times in urban cities. like Yeah. They too, sometimes tell you they have too many volunteers. They have too many volunteers and you got to go home and it's yeah. like, but I want to give back. And you can't. Right. But that's why you maybe try to do something, which is a sentiment that Dorothy has later. She says we shouldn't just be volunteering our time true. around the holidays. We should be doing it more often. 24, 360. Yeah. There are other days of the year yeah. that people also need 364 help. to be exact. So I want to talk about fruitcakes for a second. Sure. I feel like in the late 80s and the early 90s, there was this joke in television shows and in movies about people giving the terrible gift of a fruitcake. But no, that's been around Case for a long point, time. Well, okay, where my mind goes to is the movie Mixed Nuts okay, with yeah. Steve That was 1994, Martin, though. And I know. Well, I said 80s into the 90s. <laughs> And I, I don't know. I don't see it as much anymore. But I remember as a child always associating fruitcakes yeah. with terrible Christmas presents. That's point number one I wanted to make about fruitcakes. What's have, your point with that? Well, I just wanted to oh, bring up that it was that, a joke that, that was, was frequent. Just, yes. That, okay. that it reminds me of terrible Christmas gifts in the Got 80s it. and 90s. Point number two. Sophia says that she wants to bring uh, the fruitcakes they've gotten as gifts this year the year before and years past to bring them to yeah. the church for desserts. Yeah. My question is, do fruitcakes hold that long? Fruitcakes last for a while. You can freeze that shit. Okay. So we're assuming that she's not going to bring like disgusting. Cause oftentimes dessert. it's not actual fruit in the fruitcakes. Well, right. It's like the maraschino cherries that yeah. you get, which do you know, I read somewhere. I'm going to say, if you ever want to eat a maraschino cherry again, you might want to close, block your ears for a second. Why? Three, two, one, bubblegum. Because maraschino cherries, I've heard, are gray in color and they dye them to become that bright red. Oh, wow. They're gray. Yeah. That's gross. Can you think I of mean, a single gray food that you eat? It's like, it's like, can it's, you? It's like, no, I can't, but <laughs> it's like the baby carrots. Like, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and he was talking about how gross the farmer's market carrots are. And I was like, well, because you're conditioned to eating science. Because those little baby carrots that you snack on to try to convince yourself that you're losing weight, they don't grow like that. Those aren't baby carrots. Those are just carrots that are shaved down. Yeah, well, the, but they don't look like those aren't those aren't normal carrots. Those have been genetically modified no, to like. No, baby yes. carrots are just carrots that have been you, shaved. You telling me there's no genetic modification in the carrots to make them like grow like that? I don't to be think in that bright so. orange, to that beautiful orange too. Baby. Carrots. We are people are gonna hate us for this episode. They really They're like are. they were Googling shit about baby carrots. <laughs> they, no, there's no way baby carrots are naturally that color and stay that color for as long as 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 they are in that bag. There's just no way. There's no way. I'm sorry. I, I don't believe Okay. I don't believe so that. So baby cut carrots are 
fully grown carrots that are cut into a smaller size. Yeah. Like the baby cut carrots you get in bags at the grocery store. Yeah. Right? Like that. Yeah. Those are big carrots cut to little carrots. That still does not tell... There's no way that they're that orange and beautiful. Carrots well, now are, you're, carrots just, you're are calling out the, the genetic modification of all of carrots in general, of orange yes, carrots. Of those carrots, the mass-produced carrots. Okay, but... You, but what I'm saying is there's no difference between these baby cut carrots and a regular orange carrot that comes up out of the ground that like Bugs Bunny would eat. There is though, because they're dirtier and they're like different shape even. No, these are cut from big carrots. From like the, the larger part of the carrot, yes, but they're all like uniform. I don't trust it, guys. We're moving on from this, but Whoa. I don't, I do not believe that there is not some sort of science involvement in the production of carrots. <laughs> You changed your thesis statement. No, okay. I didn't. No, yes, I didn't. Did. I'm standing. I'm saying the the baby cut carrots are genetically modified to to look the way that they do, not because of the size, not because of how they're cut, but because of the way that they are. So There's, you are saying that carrots, re- regular carrots that are used mm-hmm. to make baby cut carrots, are genetically modified. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> so sorry to anybody we've lost. So, <laughs> so many people have like, fast forward feature, fast forward. Can we talk about Father Avery? Yes. Father Avery kind is the Justin Trudeau of Golden Girls yes, he cast is. members. I forgot that this actor, Matt McCoy, who's who's also been in a ton, a ton of, stuff. of stuff. I was trying to remember what I knew him from, and I went on his IMDb page. He was the husband in the hand that rocks the cradle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He's been in, like, a lot of, mainly TV stuff. Yeah. But. He was on, he's been on, like, Silicon Valley more yeah. recently. Um, he was in LA Confidential. He was on Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, every time he opens his mouth, I'm like, I'm so soothed by you. I mean, I wasn't necessarily attracted to him, but I I, I, I did appreciate uh, much. Uh, he, he was good. He was very good. I was, and I understand that this is, like, it wouldn't have been the time or the place, but I was very surprised that even for just a second, Blanche, Blanche didn't, didn't hit yeah, on him. I know. I did love Rose's opening line. <laughs> with with him. So like he's there, he's coming in and and they're about to he's about to open the doors, you know, mm-hmm. and um and Rose says if any questions, yes, there's any last minute questions and Rose has one mm-hmm. about why didn't Mary and Joseph call ahead for reservations. Oh <laughs> yeah. <Mary. laughs> it's so funny. I just remember Dor- the look <laughs> on Dorothy's face when she says that was so great. It's so I but see like I mean, that's something that I've definitely thought of, but also like, I love those moments where like people who aren't very necessarily religious or don't belong to mm-hmm. that religion, like at my brother's wedding, he got married in a big Catholic wedding and we were, I'm, I was best man and up on the altar, I was standing, sitting next to him, kneeling next to him and he had to go give a flower to Mary mm-hmm. and I didn't know, huh. I didn't know who Mary was, like he and his wife yeah. or soon to be wife and, and they're married now, but he went to go give a Mary and I just thought like that, a, like to this, a statue of Mary. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought. Oh, Mary, I don't know. I've I thought never Mary was a human being. Well, and she was in like now, and I oh. thought Mary was like her grandmother or something. Oh. and so he comes back, and it was like this long walkabout, and I'm just I can looking straight ahead at the cross because like that's all I can look at. And was and, Jesus on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I uh, he comes back, and I was like, "Who's Mary?" And the priest is talking and stuff, and he's like, "You know Mary," and I'm like, "No, I don't. I don't think I've met a Mary yet." And 
he's, he's like, he points up at the cross and he's like, you know, Mary. And then it all made Were sense. Were you like, wait, are you calling Jesus a Mary? <laughs> no, um, no, I didn't do that. That's it. I don't know that I, I was, I went, I was born and raised Catholic. I made my confirmation. I did the whole thing. I, if I was at a wedding and somebody was like, I'm going to give a flower to Mary, I'd be like, what's Mary? your confirmation name? Bridget. Oh, interesting. I liked it at the time. But then when I lived in Savannah, I worked at this honky-tonk steakhouse, and the boss's name was Bridget. Bridget. And she was the type of woman who, like, we'd have these team meetings before we would, like, begin our work shifts for the night, waiting tables. And she would be like, oh, man, I have just got, I had, like, the worst yeast infection this morning <laughs> when I woke up. I Everything about her I hated. And I just remember her telling us about a yeast infection. Oh, and I was like... I'm eating nachos, and you're telling... Okay. My Hebrew name is Solomon, or Shlomo. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Bridget. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so they the, open. And, and it suddenly the, takes a very, a very well, of course dramatic it does because turn. I know. They, I just wasn't expecting it. They realize that, I mean, you know, like, I think Blanchard... I, I think, just never I thought think, I'd see children. Yeah, the, <gasps> that many children, which oh. is true. I mean, and this is like the second episode they've done on homelessness. Yeah. Third. Third, because of the Mother's Day episode with right. the train station. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like homelessness is a big, big thing. Um, and then Stan, we see a, a Santa he Claus. Cuts the line. I know, you pointed that out, and I was like, oh. He just walks straight to the front of the line. Fuck you, homeless kid. He does. He Here's what he does. That was mistake number one, or like strike number one. Yeah. Strike number two, he takes off his Santa beard and hat in front of the children. As if these kids didn't have it hard enough. As if to say... Guess what, guys? Yeah. Not real. Or yeah. perhaps worse, Santa's a sad, bald man. Yeah. Like, it was, have a little bit more foresight. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's going into a homeless shelter dressed as Santa, doesn't even try to engage with the children. Yeah. He's there to get food. You know, but he and Blanche have this in common, that they're very center-focused. They're very self-focused. They're very sort of like, it's in their world. Their life is happening. It's their prerogative. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, he's kind of ambival- ambivalent. To all and that. Dorothy confronts Stan. I think we, did we also mention that earlier in the episode, he came by their house no, to ask them, yeah. ask them for each for $1,000 for this great investment opportunity. And he's like, doing big business and yeah. whatever. Turns out he was just trying to swindle them. Right. Yeah. So Shocker. Um, so Dorothy confronts Stan, and once again, she is constantly mothering him. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is her ex-husband, and he's constant. she's constantly having to act like his mother. And she's having to Are give Are we surprised by this? this? No, is, we're not this, surprised This by happened this. two episodes ago when Michael came back. This I exact know. thing. And she gave the money then, too. I know. And she tells him, you know, she's like, look, Stan, like, you've been down before. You'll bounce back. Go mm. back home. See. And he says Catherine threw him out yeah, because she accused him of infidelity. Shocker. Correctly so. We know he's going down to the to the Hacienda yeah, Hotel bungalow place and fucking. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. And I remember two episodes ago, you got mad at me for saying that this is partially Dorothy's fault. But now you're coming around. See, coming around. Because she mothers these people. She she's, does mother him. She becomes, she's very sort of, she's, she lets it happen. I'm more frustrated at Stan. Of course I am. I'm, I'm very frustrated with Stan. Because it's, wouldn't it be funny if my Stan was listening and he's like, oh no, what did I do? <laughs> um, <laughs> You're fine, Stan. Everything's great. Um, 
he's 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 saying why me he's broke and homeless on christmas why me why me and dorothy's like why you why any of these people like there are children in there there are people who have it worse than you stop fucking complaining you actually have a home even though you've just been temporarily kicked out you have a home he's not like i know and also i mean dorothy wouldn't let him live out on the streets you know he's saying i'm homeless but like your wife kicked you out for cheating on her yeah I hate him. Yeah. So uh, then we go into the church kitchen and I, for the life of me, throughout this entire scene, could not figure out what the women are preparing food-wise. Yeah, it looked like a, like a sweet potato pie, but they were putting like a chip on top of it. it. Looked, they <laughs> looked like, I'm not kidding, triangular plastic, as in like Fisher Toys plastic, yeah. pieces of cheese, like children's toy cheese. Maybe it was I, maybe I, maybe um, maybe they maybe it was apple pie and they were putting that cheese slice on top of it and but then it wasn't heating it cheese up. Cause it cheese because it it was it was it had the sheen of plastic. Interesting. And it wasn't it it was very firm like a chip because even the hardest cheese yeah will bend a little bit when you pick it up. We need you in guys triangle form to do some sleuthing and find out what. <laughs> that meal was because we have no let idea let us know guys what were they making and Please also crowdsource this because we're watching it on your tv and it's like pushed in a little bit because yeah. the aspect ratio was still a, still a little off it was like a little out of focus yeah. i could not focus on what was on that plate yeah. it's it's really bothering me yeah um and then father avery comes in and he says something that again it's like what he says is not just in the context of this episode. It really hits home as the context of what's going on in this country at the time. Because, because you know, he's saying, he's telling Rose that what Stan is going through right now is actually not that uncommon. And he says, you'd be surprised at how many people are only one to two paychecks away from being out on the streets. Yeah. There's no affordable housing. Rents keep going up. Minimum wage won't go up. We Right now we have three million homeless people in this country. And it was delivered in such a way where I was like, oh, they are... They're yeah. putting this out as a message to the country saying, like, even this is did, a problem that we have domestically. even did a, a great little dig at the person that you guys know I loved digging constantly on this podcast is Ronald Reagan, where he talked about, you know, the great communicator, which was Ronald Reagan's sort of thing. Um, did That shining hill on a sea, shining city on a whatever, whatever the phrase is that he used. Um, and, yeah, and the FDR was also known as the great communicator as well. It was just I thought yeah. I I really I re- I really like that they that they did that in this episode yeah um and then Sophia comes in and says Stan is like bringing down the room out there so Dorothy goes back out to like confront him for a second time and to tell him that he needs to buck up um but she does tell him a sweet story she reminds him of um the time that like when their kids were little. Uh, he told his kids that Christmas was actually on the 26th, on yeah. December 26th. Yeah. So he could, I'm assuming, go out the day after Christmas and maybe get cheap decorations, but that he Things could take sale. a tree yeah. from someone and trim it and put it up. And so she sweet. kind of reminds him, like, you know, you've got ingenuity in you. Like, you're, you are, you're a smart guy. You're very clever. You always think your way out of these situations. Um, and he still keeps whining. Yeah. Well, because he's, he's, he's focused like that. But it also sets up, I mean, him whining this much sets up for a really awesome thing he does later. Which I is disagree nice. with you, but we're, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, so Dorothy finally gives him money. Yes. Do you know what he says when she gives him money? At a girl. Yeah. Ugh! I, mean, I wanted her to snatch it right back and be like, you know what? You don't get any. Go home. Yeah. At a girl. She won't do it. So he kind of storms off. 
And then Rose, Rose is leading all the kids in deck the hall. And she's doing that thing that like they do on TV shows to indicate someone's leading a group of singers where she's like flailing her arms she's, back she's and forth. She's conducting there the is, orchestra. It, she's conducting. You don't conduct children like that. You don't conduct anybody like that, but you're right. That's what they yeah, do on television. Shows. I love that. I love that. Um, and, and, and that's sort of, you know, their Christmas. But then who comes in? Suddenly Stan comes in. As Santa. Dressed as Santa. No, no. We're going to get there. He's got a whole bag full of toys for the kids. Yeah. There's this huge applause break. Yeah. It's really sweet. They're all smiling. All the girls are smiling. Yes. And Blanche had just said to, she was just talking to Father Avery about saying that she wishes that they could do more for the children yeah. specifically. Yeah. Um, so there's a big applause break. All the kids are so excited. Toys, toys, toys. Um, so now it's like later in the day, uh, everybody's sitting around. Wait, why didn't you like that moment? That nope, was a sweet no, thing no. stand it's, No, no. That was a sweet moment. We'll get to it. They're sitting around a, a table in, in the, the kitchen, kitchen area. Yeah, um, it's you know how at home we talk about obviously people can't sit on the side where yeah, their back would be facing the camera. It's even it looks strange when it's the four women. It looks even stranger when there are five people yeah. awkwardly sitting around a table's three sides and and it's rectangular and there's just a whole long side of the yeah. space not being taken up. Yeah. Um. So Stan is like back and feeling good and he's yeah. like oh i just came up with this great idea for an easter toy but it's a prank and you put your eye on the thing and it leaves a mark and blah 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 blah. i see you're looking at me because you're trying to figure out why i'm upset with stan yeah also like why are you moving so far ahead <laughs> i'm not moving far ahead well no like like but he gave wait so what part don't you like about stan what I'm i don't confused. like about stan is that then stan tells dorothy that he apologized to Catherine yes. and she's taking him back in the spirit and, of Christmas. And that he used Dorothy to buy, he used Dorothy's money to yes. buy Catherine flowers yeah. because he's not cheap. My question is, Dorothy, when Dorothy gave him money, I thought he used it to buy toys for the children. No, no, and no. that's why. You missed, you're, you're completely, That's no. why we were celebrating. A very simple explanation, which I think is going to resolve this for you. Do you remember that he said he had this idea, this great idea because of the heat wave and the fires and the thing about a Santa riding a fire thing oh. and he got this shipment but it was delayed the last thing coming out of Berlin was everyone's coming out of That's Berlin except for this thing was. he had all these toys and he was just going to be stuck with them he's going to have to eat what he invested to pay for them but instead he went home and he was like wait this is actually a blessing I spent all this money I put this much investment into this fucking toy no, that won't I get sell it now. I and get now it. he gave that toy to the kids so that they would have something well, it's actually right. a very sweet thing okay. he did. Okay, I, I honestly, I think it would have been a greater gesture. That's when you get lost in details. You got to see big picture. But <laughs> I, I still think it would have been a greater gesture if he took that money to buy gifts for the children instead of spending it on himself versus giving them something he was probably going to throw out anyway. You're just trying to work yourself out of this I'm one not now. trying to work myself out of it. <laughs> I'm just saying I think it would be a bigger gesture. Also, I'm so mad that Catherine took him back because like he's well, yeah. going to keep But it was sweet you. what he did. He gave he I mean and and if you think about it, he took way more than $60. He invested quite a bit from what it sounds like into this into this venture of these Santa things and and he gave it all away to these kids, which yeah, it might not be the toys the kids want, but like they got something. Right. And that's what matters is the, right. is the, is the, is the, is the thing that I he guess did, my point, not what they did. My point is got. that he didn't, he didn't sacrifice, like in giving something to the children, 
he didn't really have to sacrifice anything himself. What are you talking about? He, 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 he spent all that money on it. But he wasn't able to sell. Like, they just came in. I guess he could hold on to them for a year and maybe try to sell them next yeah. Christmas. There's so many things he could have done. He could have just not done it. Instead, he decided to say, well, okay, also, I'm going to eat this. it sounds like he ordered a shit ton of them. Yeah. And, I mean, that you, sack wasn't you want, very big. You want to be angry at Stan here. And you should take, <gasps> set, take that with him. elsewhere and recognize the good gesture that Stan did. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> fine. Whatever. So then, yeah, Dorothy's like, we should do this year round. And the women yeah. say Merry Christmas and they hug. And there's like an awkward camera push in because it shakes. And well, and the also, episode. too, they, they hug for like an uncomfortably long time. Like yeah. when most people would pull out of a hug, they don't. Which it's I, a Christmas hug. It's a long hug. I, well, then I'm going to start doing, you know, like Martin Luther King Day hugs. Go and like... It take really long time for them and then people are going to be like why don't you let go and i'm like because martin never let go yeah you could do that yeah you got a gt for this episode a gt golden takeaway oh it's like (laughs) we've gone urban um okay gt my golden takeaway from this episode is that sometimes the dickheads in our life, you know, we want to look at them just as dickheads and they're always dickheads to us. But if we step back from our anger and we look at people in a larger sense, maybe we can see some good amongst the dickery. That's good. That was I good, like that right? one. That, that was, was good. good. Yeah. My golden takeaway is... Uh, to get out and volunteer, not around the holidays. I think mm, a lot of people, yeah. it sort of strikes them like, oh, yeah, when Thanksgiving's coming up or yeah. Christmas. I think that's when people really remember uh, Yeah, and, and maybe you're more inclined to do it. But you can do it anytime. What so, would you suggest? What's your volunteer activity of, of choice? I volunteer for an organization here in Los Angeles called Right Girl, mm. uh, where they pair... Um, professional writers with uh, under-resourced, at-risk teen girls in Los Angeles uh, to be their writing mentors. And they have uh, these amazing workshops once a month in Los Angeles. Um, That's wonderful. It's awesome. Mine's Trevor Project. I like what Trevor Project does. It's a, I mean, if you're, if you're unfamiliar with it, which you shouldn't be, no. um, but if you are, it's a LGBT hotline for trans or for, for queer youth mm-hmm. and, and, and some young adults to call um, for lots of reasons, for boredom, for suicide, for company, for connections, for support, for all kinds of things. It's just a good little, little place. That's I great. them with social media web stuff right i don't like talking to people yeah <laughs> sometimes you like talking to people well in my apartment in controlled settings yes, yes. that i understand <laughs> yes um that was a great it was a really sweet episode i liked yeah, it it was good um, i liked it too. it was really great and guys if you were following along the next episode we're going to be watching is mary had a little lamb mary had a little lamb who we just connected with on twitter Explain. Well, Mary, the actress who plays Mary, uh, someone had message tipped me off that she was on Twitter, and we started direct messaging, and she will be a guest on this podcast at some point in the in the future. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's around. She loves the Golden Girls. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, she's pretty great. I love I it. I think she's pretty pretty great, and she's a comedian. You guys awesome. should check her out. I love it. Yeah. She's yeah, and she's so adorable in that episode. Yeah, the best. Um, guys, before we forget, once again. If you are in the Los Angeles area, this upcoming 
Thursday, March 16th at 7 p.m. We're going to be doing another live out on the lanai at the Nerdist Showroom at Meltdown Comics here in Los Angeles. Tickets are $10. We're going to be watching 72 Hours. Alaska Thunderfuck's going to be here. We're going to have a raffle with a bunch of really, really cool gifts, including Golden Girls artwork. And all ticket proceeds benefit the senior services provided by the LGBT Center at Triangle Square. So we hope that if you're available and in the area, you will join us. You can get tickets at outonthelanai.com slash live. And if you can't join us, you should totally take the time to donate. Um, you can also go to outonlinani.com slash live to donate, and the money that we raise through them will also go to the LGBT Center Services, Servicing Triangle Square. And uh, we're not watching the episode there. We're going to be talking about the episode, so if you are going to be there, you should watch it in advance, yes. which you can watch on Hulu. Which you'll do anyway. Of course. It's the AIDS episode. We all know it. Yes. Uh, You're going to bring your arm mug. I'm going to bring my arm mug. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. So please tell your friends if you have friends in Los Angeles and uh, and and you know support it. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. yeah. And you guys can uh, follow the podcast at outonthelanai.com. We're on facebook.com slash golden girls podcast. We are at golden girls pod on Twitter. And uh, if you guys want, you can go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. Yeah. That's really awesome. And if you want to engage with us in a social sense on a personal level, you can follow me at HL and Scott on, um, Everything. <laughs> That's funny. And I'm Carrie Doherty. I'm at Squidzy on uh, Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. You know, at the the very last episode of this podcast, the very last episode. At that point, I hope, I hope your social media branding game will be on point. We'll see. That's a big change to make. Is it? Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. It's overwhelming right now. How about instead <laughs> we tell everybody uh, thank you, of course, as always, for listening and for uh, all of your wonderful notes that you guys leave us on Facebook and Twitter. Always love hearing from you. Please keep it up. And remember to stay, stay golden. golden. Uh-huh.